I'm Batman. Howdy, howdy. Hello. And welcome to... But it was aliens. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe paranormal activity to determine whether that activity really was paranormal. Because we are the law. Each week, the co-host has no idea what's coming up, and taking his turn as co-host this week is Mr. Granville Moonwalker. That means that this week, I'm your host, and my name is Kev, the averagely heighted one. Today, we are heading to Southern Asia, my friends, as we probe something unknown. Average height. Average height of what population of where average height of giants <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly that allegedly truthfully seven foot tall kevin the large i'm even doing it to myself now <laughs> see <laughs> let's move on i've got some historical foundations to lay before we really get into it today Around 260 before Common Era. I love the fact that instead of just saying BC, you say before Common Era. Yeah, because I some people get, think it's BC and they get confused. I'm inclusive. So 260 BCE, the third <laughs> Indian subcontinent Mauryan Emperor Ashoka. <laughs> Mauryan. You are the Emperor. Ashoka. Ashoka was that known was, was known as a ruthless ruler. Ashoka had savagely battled for his throne after all. Some historical accounts suggest that Ashoka killed 99 of his brothers to claim the throne after his father's passing from illness. 99 brothers. Daddy Damn, got son. it on, son. Ooh. He had some big balls. Imagine it was one wife. Was it one wife? It's all in one night. <laughs> Ashoka's grandfather, Chandragupta, <laughs> Chandragupta and father, Bindasara, had both tried to subdue and conquer neighbouring independent kingdom, Kalinga, during their reigns. Ashoka, establishing his rule and allegedly truthfully intent on writing his name in the annals of history, decided to do what his predecessors could not and completely conquer Kalinga. Between 262 and 261 BCE, that's before Common Era, about eight years into Ashoka's reign, Ashoka did indeed go to war with Kalinga. This was a devastating war that would take around 250,000 lives. Remember, this was during the days when wars were fought on a field between royals and their few hundred followers and whatnot. So this was pound for pound, one of the most devastating battles and wars, certainly in Indian history, if not world history. I was about to say your math is clearly off here. Between royals and their few hundred followers. If two hundred That's what I'm saying. Thousand, That's why this then, was a mad war. Oh, but this then, was then It fucking dawned on me that I was being an idiot and read it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Kalinga was absolutely plundered and left in pieces. This terrible war had a huge impact upon Ashoka who, after witnessing all this death and suffering, would dedicate his future life to Buddhism, Too peace and wisdom. Ashoka ended his empire's military expansion in favour of peace and years of prosperity followed. Ashoka came to realise that India held huge amounts of knowledge and this knowledge, in the wrong hands, could be dangerous. Ashoka himself held much of this knowledge and to share with others would no doubt lead to challenges to the Iron Throne, which a peaceful ruler could not allow. What can a leader of a huge civilization do to preserve both knowledge and safety in these circumstances? 
they can form a secret organization. This organization would be known as the Nine Unknown Men. Today, we are probing the Nine Unknown Men. I've covered a lot of history there very quickly. What I would like to say... Are you ready to get into Nine Men? Is... Did he have to battle Khaleesi for the Iron Throne? We didn't because Jon Snow ended that. So who did he have to fight for the Iron Throne? The whole of Kalinga. Damn. And he won. It's an uncomfortable throne, though. It looks uncomfortable. It looks very uncomfortable. You don't know where those swords are poking. We're probing the nine unknown men. Yes. Are there actually nine, or is that just their name? To kind of throw everyone off. That would be quite the clever thing to do, wouldn't it? Mm. There's not nine, nine of unknown. them. There's like 15. Yeah. <laughs> so when people <laughs> think they've got them all, that knowledge survives. No, no, there's nine. There's absolute, there's actually eight. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's out searching for that last one. There's actually none. It's just a shocker. <laughs> so they're called the nine unknown men. Mm-hmm. Are they called the unknown men... Because we don't know who they are. Yes. Or. We can't know who they are. For it would be too dangerous. I had something in my brain there and it just went. Uh, Pretty much like that. Poof. No, it's gone, isn't it? It really has. <laughs> I'm just going to roll on then. <laughs> A shocker identified the most important subjects in the world. And to manage the secrets of these topics... Ashoka needed the Nine. To form the Nine, Ashoka would search high and low for India's most brilliant brains in each subject area. These miraculous minds would be tasked to amass further knowledge in their specific field and they, only they, would be allowed to develop theory and technology in these areas for Ashoka feared that ordinary men could not be trusted and would utilise this information for the destruction of mankind. He's broken in half! Nine is important because there were nine celestial influences and nine fundamental elements. The nine were sent out into the world disguised as Buddhist monks to enhance their knowledge without threat because who would attack a monk, right? And when humanity was ready to gradually leak secrets to advance humanity. To fulfill this goal and amass yet protect knowledge, each of the nine unknown men was given one task to develop a book. A book held only by the nine unknown, outlining secrets in the nine specific important areas of world knowledge. When a member of the Nine passed away, a new member would be called to take their place, taking on this knowledge. I'm soon going to explain these books to you, dear listeners, and Granville, along with little tangents related to some of those books. Right, I'm going to call bullshit right now. We haven't even got into it. All I've given you is the truth so far. You've given me nine celestial influences. We all know that influencers talk shit. Even celestial? I'm out. (laughs) All right, bugger off then. Me and the listeners will take this one home. Cool. I'm going home. I'm going home, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You're knocking on the table. You're clearly not going home. Car starts up. I just hear out the window. I'm going home, guys. You call me up on the phone. (laughs) I'm going home. Please tell me you're not checking the score in the middle of the podcast. Are you sending me a message saying I'm going home, guys? (laughs) I'm going home, guys. Really? Oh. That was actually Steed's revenge when it got a new exhaust. It's not mine. It's not Steed's vengeance. It's not Steed's overcompensation. Book one. I'm short. 
I've got a best friend that's like seven foot plus. I need to have something to stand out. So I bought a nice car. Seven foot five, son. Damn. I only thought you were seven two. Book one. <laughs> Propaganda. Oh, hi, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> I forgot you'd left. This book is believed to contain the secrets of psychological warfare, along with how to gain control over the world. Tangent one. Can you guess who tried to and allegedly did get their hands on at least part of this manuscript? Is it someone that we've covered before? Yes. Right. Someone that we've covered on a side probe. <laughs> several, several, right. Considering it's kind of world conquering and world like. I was going to say devastation. It's not devastation. Uh huh. I'm going to go with Father Crespi. <laughs> okay, if you'd like to. Was it was it found in Father Crespi's belongings? Among, amongst his gold plates. Yeah. There was the, the the nine unknowns book of propaganda. If you'd like to flick mm. over the research notes. <laughs> it basically was father crespi father crespi <laughs> in waist high shorts ah <laughs> oh, th those shorts are high and long time listeners of the show know who we're talking about when we say father crespi indeed and for those that don't know that would be hitler himself oh should have kept a secret cut that out then <laughs> <laughs> snippy snippy choppy choppy pee pee <laughs> The person who saw the book of propaganda was indeed Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Hitler allegedly, truthfully, learned of the existence of the propaganda manuscript and sought them out. This is allegedly, truthfully, one of the main reasons Hitler sent his forces to Tibet and yes, India, which we have mentioned a few times on the podcast and may one day probe more fully. Some ever so slightly less mainstream accounts do indeed claim that Nazis found parts of the propaganda manuscript which contributed to the manipulation of the German people. Indian mystic Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh has even claimed that the Nine were behind both the Nazis' rise and their fall, possibly to bring about technological advancements in the world which if you ask me is a little bit messed up because a lot of people died for that so what what they're saying is they used them to advance technology yeah and which then is ended kind of there because of what they were doing i guess so if you remember their original goal was to sit on the knowledge and learn more about it until such time that the world was ready for it so maybe they thought the world was ready for it then realized shit we dropped the ball here guys let's off these people the world is never ready for stuff like that no we are a horrible species as we've covered many times on the podcast you cannot trust us with anything so any huge technological advancement potentially in the world mm -hmm. is not reverse engineered alien technology but powers of the nine the nine so we're talking computers, mobile phones, Nike Airs. Damn, son. Yeah. The nine powers. The nine. They're the people above the people. What would you do if you got hold of one of those books? Read it and sit on the knowledge <laughs> until such time that the world was ready for it. Kevin the Giant is one of the nine. <laughs> I am a monk. That's why he's got a grey beard been studying aren't monks usually stereotypically completely bald although just saying bald heads i think mm. which you nearly have <laughs> you're on your way do you know what i started cutting my hair off in lockdown just because it was easier now i can't be asked to do anything with it i mean i've barely got any hair at the best of times i started growing mine <laughs> <laughs> we went the opposite way end of the spectrum now i have more hair than i've ever had I occasionally let my beard grow, but since you started manifesting grey hairs in it... Anywho, next up is communication. Something we're really good at. Standard topic, you may think. 
This is the nine though, people. So of course this book covers communication with terrestrial and extraterrestrial beings. Yes, the nine know of and can communicate with aliens and earth creatures. The next book covers physiology. You've probably learnt by now that these books aren't the standard variety you'd find in the library, unless you go to the forbidden section. Physiology covers not just the human body, but how to kill a person with a single touch. Yes, the famous touch of death, which worked through reversing a nerve impulse. You may think that this is bullshit, but we do know that it is possible to alter the beat of a heart via heart massage or by a particularly powerful strike. Science! Ancient and elusive, wandering Chinese martial art, Dim Mac, focuses on pressure points. This physiology information leaked and went on to form the basis of judo. Microbiology was a topic of the nine and covered biotechnology and vaccinations. Tangent. Alexandra Emil Jean Yersin famously co-discovered the bacteria responsible for the bubonic plague. What is perhaps less famously known is that Alexandre travelled to Madras in India and can you guess who Alexandre met there? The Nine Unknown, of course! And they would introduce Alexandre to an immunotoxin utilised as a treatment for cholera. The Nine share knowledge when humanity is ready. Tangent Tangent! The Holy River Ganges infects millions of people taking a dip in it yearly, with 3 million litres of sewage released into it daily. The Nine have, allegedly truthfully, created a secret temple that generates radiation in the river in order to keep it pure. Because I'm not a Nine, I don't have the science on that bit. This microbiology book also outlined the creation of a divine nectar, which may have enabled the Nine to survive for more than 2,000 years. Are they invincible? No. I'm going to say no, because if one dies, another takes their place. So no. Well, I didn't say invulnerable. Huh? Fair enough. Now, you mentioned Dim Mac, mm -hmm. or Dim Muck. Can you imagine if you went up against someone that was trained in Dim Muck? Like Kill Bill. But your heart was on the other side of your body. <laughs> you, were, you were born with a defect that weirdly both put your life at risk yet saved your life. Yep. <laughs> this mother trucker opposite you is tapping your where your heart should be with two fingers like blip, blip, blip. Just look at it? them. <laughs> Just give them a Glasgow kiss. <laughs> Grab them and nut them in the face. That's not my heart. <laughs> Shit, should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Bang! Headbutt. Anyway, that's enough fun with that. Mm, so, they can communicate with terrestrials and extraterrestrials. If these people are human, I'm mm -hmm. not surprised they can communicate with terrestrials. I am surprised they can communicate with extraterrestrials. Well, when I say terrestrials, I'm not just talking humans. These mother truckers can communicate with whales. Dolphins, Ooh, ants. I want to be one of the nine. <laughs> Terrestrial beings. This How is do like I apply? Dr. Doolittle on crack. How do I apply? You don't. You're chosen. <sighs> How do I get chosen? <laughs> you have to live a life of purity. I have done. <laughs> Impurity. Dirty little bitch. <laughs> Can you imagine if tomorrow I just disappeared? <laughs> I'm one of the nine. You're wondering with your hair shaved. <laughs> I go on a cross-country trip, trip and I just see you walk along the side of the road with a, one of those string bags over your shoulder in a monk gown. <laughs> Son, what are you doing? Hello, my brother. <laughs> I would like to drink some tea with you for it has been a while. <laughs> Where have you been? Ah, oh, that is not important. <laughs> Let us drink. And I shall tell you 
of propaganda. <laughs> Shit, I got the wrong one. <laughs> like, you may have heard of the nine. <laughs> it's the last conversation we had. <laughs> uh, then I start talking to a kangaroo on the other side of the road. <laughs> Shit, he's got the power I wanted. My brother. <laughs> Hit me in the heart. Trade powers with me. My power is the best. <laughs> oh, I feel like Scylla from Heroes. Man, season one of Heroes was phenomenal. I wish they kept that up. It was. Save the cheerleader, save the world, son. The Nine Unknown created a book called Vaimanika Shastra, a.k.a. Science of Aeronautics, which reportedly outlines vehicles of flight around 1918. When I say flight, I'm talking interstellar. The film? <laughs> Did the Nine actually develop space flight in ancient India, though? It's certainly rumoured. The Gravity Book unsurprisingly reveals the secrets of gravity, including how to construct a specific anti-gravity vehicle. You see Laghima otherwise known as the absence of weight, is a physiological phenomenon enabling humans to defy gravity. The Nine, of course, held this knowledge, possibly from the aliens. It is rumoured that the Nine's book on anti-gravity was uncovered in Tibet and seized by China, who may or may not be behind some of the anti-gravity tic-tac UFOs seen in the world today. The Nine understand gravity better than those pricks over at CERN. Cosmology is a Nine book which covers the universe's concerns such as planetary alignments. I have nothing further on this one, it's a science book. Alchemy, as is semi-well known, covers turning any metal into gold. The Nine have this ability, but they stand for world knowledge not profit, so they don't give gold to everyone. I love gold! <laughs> Father Crespi and all his plates. <laughs> it's just turning every Damn. plate into gold. And he was giving that gold away, wasn't he? Or that they were, they were supposedly giving it to him. Oh, yeah. All that's the villagers true, yeah. were giving it to Crespi. We know what the truth is, Crespi. Stockpiling your alchemy shit. Do you know what? Of all the nine we've covered so far, You'd be pretty gutted if you were cosmology, wouldn't you? All the others get these wonderful powers. That would depend. You just understand why the planets move. Yeah, that'd be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even with other passive ones like propaganda, you can use that to your advantage and manipulate people. Gravity, you can become a magician, float around like your Magneto. I was just trying to think of aligning... Would you have the power to align planets yourself, or would you just know how they align? I believe it's that you understand why they move the way they do, why they're aligned, how they are and whatnot, so you can look up at the sky and be like, Yeah, I get why Mercury's going around the sun, do you know what I mean? I see why it's in retrograde. Like, no, they're, they're not circling the Earth, we're circling the sun. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the shit. <laughs> I mean, you're clever, but you're not fun. <laughs> But you can't tap someone's heart and take a life. My brother. Watch this neat trick. <laughs> Do -doom. Knock someone out. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Don't worry. Squeeze their big toe and they come back to life. Hey. Ah. And for my next trick, I'm going to turn this guy into a monkey. <laughs> Starts acting like a monkey. Like swinging around like that. He the hit house. the monkey nerve. <laughs> That's from feces. <laughs> How'd you get him back? Ah, oh, he's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't reverse that one. <laughs> he is lost to the world. My brother, he is now a monkey. <laughs> this is the story of Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enlightened you with knowledge. Book eight is light, covering lights, oh. properties, speed and how to utilize light as a weapon blind motherfuckers the nine can manipulate light they can bend light lightsabers anybody if you're looking for a nine and shine a torch on them good luck the nine can bend that bad boy around themselves 
the last book of the nine is sociology a bit of a bland final book you may think but have i taught you nothing this book outlines not just society's progress but the rules of human growth and most dangerously the book maps tools to predict and to even bring about society's destruction how to kill entire civilizations give them tiktok Give them social media in general. The world was such a better place in some ways before social media. I was going to make a bold statement there, but then I thought there's also some atrocities that we've kind of grown from as well. Yeah. I mean, it has its place. Like anything, you have the good and the bad with it. There are some funny videos, aren't there? Yeah, but even then, people just sit on their phones looking at videos and scrolling all night, every night. Like, no wonder so many more people suffer with difficulties these days mm. I don't think it's good for folks psychologically I'm not going to preach but Pretty children were happier world. like when you were six you were happier playing <laughs> kicking a football around playing with your toys with friends and whatnot. now you see kids in restaurants sitting there scrolling on their bloody Facebooks and stuff I'm pretty sure you're not even supposed to have a Facebook until you're like 13 my kids aren't going to be allowed technology they're going to grow up like the Flintstones mine like, bam bam <laughs> Yours are going to be thugs, is basically what you're saying. <laughs> going to walk around death-touching people. Maybe. Judo chop! Might get them into sport early. Rugby. Yeah, yeah. And they can be rugby thugs. I'm going to go and post on social media about this conversation. <laughs> Do you remember the conversation we had about... Um, we had some kind of conversation. I had to do something or didn't do something, but I said I'd do it. If you called your firstborn... You said... Elvis? You would call your firstborn Captain Jism if I called my firstborn <laughs> Elton. Elton. That's it. <laughs> I feel like I got the better side of the deal there. And I've saved that screenshot. I've still got it today. I've still got it. Because yeah. <laughs> I think I said... Oh, uh, fuck my kid's life up for a joke so uh, <laughs> get ready to name your kid Elton <laughs> alright Captain Jism we, we didn't clarify though is the first name Captain Jism or is Captain the first name Jism's the middle name who who cares oh it's the first name for both then double barreled Captain Jism done <laughs> <laughs> you heard it I hear folks there's no going back Captain Jism Walker <laughs> And Elton. <laughs> Why is Elton funny? <sighs> Honourable and trustworthy Elton. <laughs> How do we know about the Nine? In 1923... Well, yeah, I told you. <laughs> that's, that's that section ended. Let's move on. In 1923, English writer Talbot Mundy published his own book inspired by this legend, The Nine Unknown Men. Talbot worked as a police officer in India for five years from 1899 and during this time completed much research. Talbot heard whispers from the underground and utilising the very words of Ashoka through Ashoka's self-penned manuscripts left on pillars around the Indian subcontinent, Talbot was able to compile the list of those nine subject fields to which the nine unknown men were appointed. I'll just add, those pillars are legit and huge, with Ashoka's musings scribbled across them. Palm leaves have also been recovered, as outlined in a 1931 book in the southern Indian village of Karnataka, containing extracts of scientific discoveries as overseen by the nine. These discoveries include creating solar-powered machinery, planetary alignments, light waves, details of electromagnetic fields, and most shockingly, that communication with aliens. And I've just shown you one of those pillars as that like you I have. say, yep. Those are real, they're covered in Ashoka's writings. I mean it's quite hard well, I say it's quite hard to see really Part. how tall that thing is but there is, uh, what you need is a person standing next to it so you can grasp the height of it yeah um, I think they're upwards of kind of 10 foot 15 foot 
but don't quote me on that. As always, I did research this one quite a while ago. And I am seeing a pillar with what looks like a dog sitting on the top of it. Being a good boy. He's a good boy. In statue form. But you cannot see any writings on it. If I were to have given you a zoomed in picture, you can see there's scribblings all around the bottom area of it. But, but I was didn't. just showing you this picture to show you that they exist. I didn't think you were going to question the fact that the writing exists if I show you that the thing exists itself. I thought that would be enough for you. I thought it would. But it's not. But you're a fussy little piss pot. <laughs> you're a fussy little piss pot. <laughs> that would be me. Huh. So, so yeah, information hidden in India for millenniums. I was going to say, what made the nine special apart from they knew shit just other being didn't. good at their subject? Well, that is what made them special. They were world experts in each subject, knowing things that no one else in the world knew. But how do but, they know that nobody else in the world so, knew them? I was going to get onto that myself here, but I can't remember if I talk about it later in the episode because I definitely thought this when I was writing this one. But to have all this knowledge, they've all got it from Ashoka. So Ashoka themselves is a dangerous mother trucker. Going to made half this shit up. <laughs> He's just having a laugh. <laughs> He's going to create like a millennium's long practical joke where nine people in every generation have their lives ruined wandering the streets trying to keep some bullshit knowledge protected i can talk to cows it's just his musings he's like i'm gonna see if i can get people to protect this for as long as possible knowing it's all bullshit and i'm just gonna laugh but, <laughs> but then saying that we were talking about like solar powered machinery and shit remember we've covered how an electrical charge is developed in the Great Pyramids, for example. It's quite possible that this technology was there back in the day in ancient India. So if these nine are the smartest people in the world, let's say. Yes. The smartest nine, and they got all their intelligence from him. Mm-hmm. What made him the smartest person in the world? That is a good question. Now, was this just like a huge uh, academic genius kind of person who went around studying all of his enemies before he conquered them and learned everything there was to know? Or was this mother trucker speaking to aliens direct and that's where he got the knowledge from? It's the only book that was real. And he kept that one for himself. He was the ninth man. He was the tenth. <laughs> the one they'll never know about. In 1960... Claims of the nine unknown men were further supported by Jacques Bergier and Louis Poulwells. Jacques and Louis uncovered Pope Sylvester II's own words. It's time to discover what the nine unknown men could really, really do. I didn't know which book to include this little tangent within, so we are covering it now. Before he became Pope Sylvester II in the year 999, and I'm just going to say strap in, son, earlier in the 10th century common era, the future Pope, then named Gerbert, took a mysterious pilgrimage to India. During this trip, Gerbert encountered at least one, but in some accounts, the nine unknown, whom taught Gerbert some wondrous abilities hidden knowledge, if you will. One such ability was to make a bronze head which could answer yes and no questions, but yes and no questions only. This story is told somewhat similarly in the works of English monk William of Malmesbury, among others, who reiterate that the Pope, then Gerbert, came into possession of a book of spells, a book of the nine. The account goes on to state that the devil was attracted to the book of the nine and Gerbert Sylvester was told by the devil that he would die if he attended mass inside Jerusalem. Gerbert henceforth cancelled trips to Jerusalem but the devil is cunning. One day, Gerbert attended mass in a Roman church. Sylvester fell 
ill. It turns out that church's name was the Holy Cross of Jerusalem. Sylvester had attended mass in Jerusalem. Sylvester is credited with having created the decimal system and mechanical clocks, knowledge ahead of time. When Gerbert, later Pope Sylvester II, passed away, those creations remained, but the bronze head was destroyed to prevent the world's secrets falling into the wrong hands. Shit got wild. Shit got very wild. Was this story of him and the devil made after he had passed? Or was this knowledge before he visited the Holy Cross of Jerusalem? Well, they couldn't have written that he died before he died. No, but they could have written the prophecy that if he goes into said church or goes and attends mass in Jerusalem, he would die. Or so, they could have just made it afterwards to, like, scaremonger. So supposedly the word was written around the time of the Pope, but this is claimed by, as I said, these two researchers, Jacques and Louis, in the 60s. Okay, and you've shown a picture of the devil here with, with the Pope? Yep, with Gerbert slash Sylvester. Kind of an old-timey document. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of faces, the devil. He's got one on his ass. <laughs> yeah, he's got a butt face. <laughs> Strange looking mother trucker. I've never heard of the devil having faces over his body. I've um, seen similar imagery before. Not necessarily on the knees, but I have seen depictions of a similar nature. Is it depicted that way because the devil apparently has many faces? Possibly. I don't know. I can't say I've ever researched it. May well be. Maybe they're... That's just because he's a freaky looking bugger. Maybe they're souls that are within the devil. I don't know. <laughs> but the one on his ass looks like it is giving a little puff of fire or something. <laughs> Either that or spitting out some blood, which is pretty horrific considering the position. What would you have asked the bronze head of foresight? I can only ask yes or... Questions that will have a yes or no answer. Answer this question in any way, if you fancy me. <laughs> I would probably ask specific questions to find the locations of the nine and to see if I can attain their powers. That's going to take a long time. So? Ah. Uh, any of the nine. I've got time. In... <laughs> He's got powers. <laughs> I want powers. You're sitting there with a, a globe, just reeling off country by country mm -hmm. in order till you've got a country. I can just say, are they in this half of the hemisphere? Is this where the power is that the person can speak to animals? <laughs> That's all you really want to know. Can I obtain this power? <laughs> no. Damn. <laughs> Is there a way I can make myself obtain this power? No. Is there a power I can obtain which is as cool as this power? <laughs> is it possible you could be wrong? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Let's go. What do you reckon the, the head did if you asked it a question other than a yes or no question? Like, what's 16 minus 3? I think it was just... It's, it's like just be still screw like you the, <laughs> the head explodes you ruin it for everyone <laughs> this case has obviously been mind-blowing but can we disprove anything detailed in this episode looking at the Vaimanika Shastra most academics studying the text have concluded that the vehicles outlined would not be aerodynamic and absolutely could not fly I suppose the counter-argument there is that we can't prove that the book was specifically created by the Nine Unknown, because they're unknown. They're hardly going to stick their name on a book. But it's slightly damning, and on that note, if one book of the Nine is false, this may imply that the story itself is false. 
It doesn't seem scientifically possible to turn any metal into gold, and if the touch of death was absolutely real, I just can't buy into that not being more widely known, really. Everyone's gonna, like, someone's gonna know about that, aren't they? Could even be done on accident. Yeah, someone does it by accident, like, hold on. <laughs> dad, dad, come here. Let me try something. <laughs> oh, shit. Mum, mum, come here. <laughs> Talbot Mundy's account Doesn't is... Doesn't work because her <laughs> organs are on the wrong side. Just tickle her. <laughs> then she busts it out on the child. I am one of the unknown. <laughs> Brother. Talbot Mundy's account is a story. I'm also not sure how some random British bloke could uncover in a few years what has stayed hidden by native folks for millennium. Accounts also suggest the Nine wonder the world, so why would they be so concentrated only around India? But Pope Sylvester II, aka Gerbert though, is completely legitimate, and you can even check Wikipedia, the fountain of all knowledge, where you'll find that Sylvester was a noted scientist. Nine! (laughs) They say that the anti-gravity vehicles wouldn't work. But have they made them? That would be if they were using human technology. Does the book state exactly mm. how to create them? Or does it just show you the shape and like it flying? Good question. Does it tell you what materials to Maybe use? Maybe they use some sort of element we haven't yet got our hands on or learned how to utilise. Exactly. Nine! There's a lot of advances in like vehicles. Uh-huh. So yeah. cars nowadays, some of them look like they really shouldn't be high tech. If you yeah, look at the yeah. outside design of it, like there are some cars in the 50s and 60s that look absolutely incredible. Yeah, like that car from to Back to the Future. To Sorry, I'm going I'm going on a tangent point here. Sorry? The DeLorean. Yeah, if you look at a DeLorean from the outside, that shit looks space-aged. But if you get on the inside of it, <laughs> that is not space-aged. Whereas if you look at, like, a Toyota Prius from the outside, that shit looks shit. Yeah. You get in it, and they're all electric and massive screens and shit. It's, like, from another era. Like if you compare, like you said, a Prius to a 1967 Shelby GT. <laughs> Here we go. Then... They're two worlds apart, and the Shelby GT will always be better than the Prius. So no, I feel like the Shelby GT is like your I love gold moment. Shelby <laughs> GT! For those of you that are unaware, if you no. own a Shelby GT 500, or you would like to get me <laughs> a, Shelby, a 1967 Shelby GT, I would trade both. Of Kevin the Tall's balls for it. I ain't got any. It's because I have them in a jar waiting to, <laughs> to be traded. Certainly you sounds woke like... woke up one day and they were gone. Sounds like propaganda to me. I have them. My brother. Let's trade. I flick you here and your balls <laughs> fall off. <laughs> so yeah, I'm ready to trade. Not happening. In summary... We've covered Third Mauryan Emperor Ashoka, who after conquering neighbouring independent kingdom Kalinga around 261 BCE, turned his life around as he focused on peace and wisdom with nobody left to conquer. Ashoka held much knowledge, powerful and dangerous knowledge. Knowledge too dangerous to be held by any other person. To protect and also to preserve this knowledge, Ashoka would form the Nine Unknown Men, one of, if not the world's oldest secret society at more than 2,200 years old at time of recording. Hello, future people. We didn't touch on this, by the way, but it's just occurred to me. Why has it got to be unknown men? Why not unknown people? Because they didn't give a shit back then. Hmm. Each of the nine was tasked... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What if that's part of the subterfuge? So they're all... Women. Not men. They're not men. There's 12 and they're not men. (laughs) 
Everyone's looking around for That's... nine men. Seven of them are dogs. <laughs> Three are cats. There's one giraffe. It's an antelope. Each of the nine slash fifteen was tasked with writing a book on their specialist field of knowledge. These books would be continually updated as knowledge grew, and if and when a member of the nine could no longer continue due to age or death, for example, a new brilliant mind was called in to take their place. This society would be forever. The nine also may be immortal. It's like Highlander. Do you think the... I can't remember what year it was, but there was an octopus that selected the winners of oh, football games before yeah. that happened. One of the nine. One of the nine. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the nine, a.k.a. 15 animals. <laughs> the nine books covered propaganda, communication, physiology, microbiology, gravity, cosmology, alchemy, light, and sociology. These books cover such wondrous abilities as communicating with aliens, manipulating light, defying gravity, and the touch of death. We discovered that Schittler and the Nazis sought and may even have acquired the Book of Propaganda. We learned about Gerbert, aka Pope Sylvester II, who acquired a magical book of the Nine and created a fortune-telling bronze head, along with other technological advancements. We learned about the Nine's role in curing cholera and maybe other diseases. We know about the unknown due to several accounts, including Talbot Mundy, who worked in India for five years and heard whispers of the existence of the Nine before studying Ashoka's poles. Talbot's account was originally a story, though. <laughs> Anything you want to add, Mr. Moonwalker? Nope. I am down. The nine existed, and one of them is an octopus. And seven of them were dogs. <laughs> giraffe. <laughs> Three cats. The nine weren't actually nine. There was more. And they weren't men. They were animals. Yep. Who had all the knowledge in the world, but it was trapped in their own forms of communication. Not was a horse. Trapped. Horse was like, nay. <laughs> what if they can communicate telepathically? With each other only. Yep. Or, just like the octopus predicts the future, maybe we're not smart enough to read what they're saying. Maybe they can perceive, yeah, other dimensions and see the way vibrations are headache, mm -hmm. heading. They say that. Um, when a disaster is meant to strike, animals, Mothman appears. Animals are the first ones to flee the scene. Have been warned by the nine. They are the nine. Thirty-four pigeons. <laughs> Fifty-two antelope. So, are you saying lions get their knowledge because they're kings of the jungle? <laughs> they eat the antelope, and when we die. We become the grass, and the antelope eat the grass. That's the circle of life. So that's how the Book of the Nine just keeps going round and round and like... And we've circled back to Elton. <laughs> generations. You've got to name your kid Elton. All right, Captain Jism. Done. So, yeah, are you saying, in a roundabout way, that this was aliens, as they did talk to aliens, but ultimately, are the unknown real if i have a girl and i name her captain jism she is going to both hate me and my other half is probably not going to allow it but i will do exactly what that person done who named his kid lanazra which was just arsenal backwards because he's a huge arsenal fan i will just quickly get on the birth certificate and just write it in captain jism my I'm sorry. What what was oh, <laughs> what was the question? We're only concluding the episode. Uh, what was it? Aliens? No. It's octopi. <laughs> so are the nine Zanum. real? The unknown? They're kind of a known now, aren't they? They are known. They're not. I suppose they're known and they're unknown. The fact that they exist is known. Who they are is unknown. So they can go on about their business absolutely fine. Do I believe they are real? No. Yeah. I'm not saying that it was aliens slash wandering monks 
slash a secret society this has been another one i've enjoyed researching but whilst it perhaps is more believable in some ways than the bulk of our episodes a human secret society i struggle to get on board with the capabilities detailed within the books of the nine show me the death touch until then sadly i am out though i do love the idea of wondering months containing secrets that could enhance or destroy the world any final thoughts before we close mr moonwalker none off the top of the zone then that is a wrap for today thank you for listening to but it was aliens <sighs> if you enjoy the show and you'd like to support us there are a number of ways that you can do that that number is 2.5 you can purchase merchandise from our website over at butitwasaliens.co.uk, which helps us to purchase costumes to confuse those pesky MIBs. It was Granville in the gimp suit. Or you can mm-hmm. head on over to patreon.com forward slash butitwasaliens and sign up to become a side prober. This gives you access to the side probes. Exclusive probes too proby for the main show. We really go to town on these episodes uh, and they will not be heard by anyone outside of extraterrestrial towers. What goes down in the side probes stays in the side probes and will probably one day ruin our careers. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can hit us up on the artist formerly known as the Twitter... Ah! But it was aliens, or should we call it X Twitter? <laughs> you can hit us up on the X Twitter, Twitter X, on the Twitter Twix. <laughs> that is all that we'll be covering today. So until next time, if you describe something as indescribable, is it? No. The truth is up there. Hashtag. The nine are octopi. What sort of a sound does an octopus make? Yeah, I'm an octopus. <laughs> All right. Scouse. All right. I'll fucking shank you. Look how many arms I've got. <laughs>